It's so good. You can tell we're in a prophetic church when Brent gets up and gives my word. And Justin, so but that's how it's supposed to be, right? We're supposed to be on the same page. All on the same page because it's one spirit speaking. It's the one true Holy Spirit. So Lord, we just thank you for this morning. Lord God, I want to jump right into this, this, what you're speaking about revival. Lord God, we are supposed to live a life of revival. As a believer, we are supposed to constantly live being revived. Because there's always more. So Lord, I ask that your spirit of revival come in this room in a whole new measure. I know it's here. But Lord, let our awareness come. Those who are watching today in your homes, I pray right now that you would feel the presence of God. That, that you would just take a moment right now that we would say, heaven come. Right now I just lay aside my agendas and I say, Lord, have your way in my life. Come on, isn't that ultimate revival when we actually say, Lord, we submit to you right now. We submit to you, Holy Spirit, right now. Come on, wherever you're at. If you're not in this building, where you're in your home right now, those who are in this building right now, Holy Spirit, we submit to your spirit. We want to come into alignment with heaven today because we want to live and experience revival today. I don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. And I love what was being spoken this morning because it's your choice. Put your spinnaker up. Put your spinnaker up. Put your, your sail up. It's your choice to put the sail up this morning. It's your choice. Yeah, I'm actually bringing a message with revival behind it. But it's interesting because they started picking out points. But one of the biggest things the Lord was speaking to me this last couple of weeks when I was just pressing in for it is it's a choice. And we have to get real, church. I'm speaking to the body of Christ right now. We have to get real. It's our responsibility. It's our choice to put that sail up every day and every moment. If you want revival, you choose to step into it. Don't wait for the next generation. Don't wait for somebody else. Don't wait for Brent to have to go press in and get a word of knowledge to spark revival. We can spark revival. Come on, you are a conduit of heaven. We have a choice every day to say, God, I want more. And there's ways to do that. It's ways to do that. I'm kind of skipping ahead, but you know what? I'll just throw some stuff out. You know what I did? I was feeling tired this week, preparing this message. I started, the enemy's trying to get me all tired. You know what I did? I went and grabbed teachings on those who died for Christ. I literally grabbed my kids, and we listened to the book of martyrs being read. You know, that brings some questions to 10-year-olds and 8-year-olds. You know what Judah said to me? He says, Dad, was God mad at them? Is that why they died? I say, it's the opposite, Judah. It's because they gave it all. But in heaven, those, two, those people that died, they have a special reward. But they were willing to do it. Why? Because I said, Judah, they, they knew and had an encounter with Jesus. And they died because they knew he was real. It's interesting. I, I don't know if you remember a few weeks ago, Brent actually shared something about when he was put that gun, that guy put the gun to his head, that he, before he got to that point, he had already chosen to say, my life is not my own. Then that's where the church needs to get to. We got to get to that place where we no longer fear death because we have an understanding that eternity is before us. Eternity, you guys. 
This time frame now has so little compared to what we get to do in eternity. Jumped right to the end of my message. No, it is. And we'll go through it still. But you know what? We need, oh, again. I was listening to those martyrs. And there was a story, and I won't even go into it because it'll take too long. But the, the gist of it is, will you have a testimony to share in eternity? Will you have a testimony to share in eternity? Oh, no, no, I was a good Christian, which is great. I went to church every week. But what would you do for Jesus? What would you do for the kingdom? The story I heard, and I, it was actually somebody in a confront, uh, coming up to a young girl at the banqueting table. This person had an encounter, and they shared this story about this young girl. And she was sitting there, and he said, tell me your story. This was when she passed away, and, she's, and the gist of it was her father first died for being a Christian in Rome by the tigers. But then it got to her. She was like eight years old, but she had a testimony because she was willing to do and whatever it cost for Jesus. And she says, how? They told me. She goes, they told me if I denied Christ that I could walk away from this. But no, she said, how good I am. His. I'm his. Come on, church. Are we awakening? Are we awakening? I want to talk about the spirit of truth right now. We need it more than ever. We are in the midst of what? The pandemic, the the COVID. And you know, I hear so much in the church. (gasps) What's going on? The media says this, and this says this, and oh no, that's a conspiracy here, and, and, and this is going on here. Is this the last days? Is it the end of the world? Is Jesus coming back, or is he not? Is, is, are we going to get killed? Are we... Oh, it gets confusing. And the Lord spoke to me, he says, Kevin's release and speak about the, my spirit, which is the spirit of truth. Because if there's, an, if there's ever in an hour, we need the Holy Spirit to be upon us. To divide bone from marrow, the word says. It is now because we need to know what's up, church. We need to know what's up. What is our job today? John 16, 13. That's John 16, 13. Whoever, when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he speaks, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. What I want to awaken, before going any further, I just, Lord, I pray over the airwaves, over this room, that there would not be a spirit of condemnation, but a spirit of conviction today. And I'm speaking to myself. I'm speaking to myself because I'm being revived. I want to be revived. I want my focus on what God is doing and not what's going on in the world. I want to make sure my sails got the wind of the Lord in it and not the media. John 16, 7 to 15. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For I do not go away. The helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and the judgment of sin because they do not believe in me. Because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judge. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when the spirit of what? Truth. 
truth. What is true today? Has come. He will bear them. um, He will guide you into all truth. For he who who will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He will bring glory to him, for he will take all what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore I said that he will take mine and declare it to you. What was Jesus saying? For our advantage, Jesus was leaving. Do we believe that? So often I hear, oh, if only Jesus just showed up, it would be all better. Don't we say that quite often? What if Jesus comes in the room? But he promised us the Holy Spirit. He promises the Holy Spirit. When he comes on you in a real powerful way, in a real way. Well, what are you saying, Kev? What do you mean in a real way? Well, let's just get, can I be really real? I love studying revivals. I stud, love hearing Catherine Coleman Smith, Wiggersmith, all these, Jack Coe, all, all, William Brown, all these people. But they all have one thing in common. They got to a point where they said this wasn't enough. Where they got to the point where they went to enough meetings and did enough things, but they kept on saying it doesn't line up 100% of what's in here. Because there's more in here, and it says I'm supposed to be doing more than it's in here. And it becomes a journey. It becomes a journey of being, going after the Holy Spirit. It's a journey of personal revival. Personally saying, God, I will lay it all aside. I am hungry for your Holy Spirit. And guess what's so crazy about it? You can't make it happen. These men and women kept on crying out and saying, God, I'll keep on doing. I'm still going to get up every day and do what you've called me to do, but I know there's more. And every day, less of them and more of him happens until there's a vessel there that he can overtake. Have you ever listened to Catherine Coleman? She talks about it all the time. She says, Catherine Coleman, if you don't know, was one that moved in power, signs, and wonders. She did. Amazing stuff. But she constantly kept on saying, it's not me. I have died to myself. I know the day I laid it down. I know the day I laid it down. And it's him. It's him. What is truth? This is interesting. Again, we need to know what's true because we have to stay every day guided by the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth. So what is the definition of truth? It's reality. True reality. That's the definition. What is the... Brent actually brought up what he said. It's the reality. He brought that up when he said, what is heaven's reality? But only the Holy Spirit can tell you. We can check everything you want. It's great to be informed. But unless you actually say, God, what today are you doing? What today are you asking? That's where we get the spirit of truth from. And all of a sudden, the pulls from here, the pulls from here, the pulls from here, the this media thing doesn't matter anymore. Instead, you're going, I'll be the answer. I'll be an answer. When you go out, you become light. What are we? The light of the world, right? Right? It's interesting. I've been trying it. I don't even have to bring up Jesus. I'm at Superstore, and all I keep on telling the guy, because he brings up, oh, this is crazy, because he has behind this shield, and we were, I was joking with him. And, it, and honestly, I just kept on saying, no, no, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. I didn't have a chance to talk about Jesus. He got so excited. We're dialoguing. He's like, you think so? This just happened two days ago. 
People are hungry to hear truth. They're hungry to have perspective from heaven. They don't even know that's what's coming to them. But only the Spirit of God in this hour. Think about it. I, we're, I'm living in the same world that you're living in. We, it's, you have to come and actually get before Jesus and allow the Holy Spirit to touch you so that he can speak to you. To you. You don't have to wait for another message or another go on YouTube. It, you could get it today from him. He wants to tell you what's going on. If you're living in fear, focus on him. Get around the truth. Get in the word. This breaks fear right here. He's never failed you. He's never failed you. Grab things. Get on your worship music. Get on something that actually gets you back focused on him. Some of us just need to turn off the news. Some of us just need to turn it off. It's interesting. Some of us just need to remove uh, social media for a while. If If it's bringing you down, cut it off so that you can hear from the spirit of truth. We need the reality of heaven that actually tells us what's going on. The church needs to know what's going on, but we as a church need to know what's going on. You can't put all the expectation on a few men and women. That's not how revival happens. It's people that come together. John 8, 31 to 32. Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, "When when you continue to embrace all that I teach you, Prove that you are my true followers, for if you embrace the truth, we need to know, church. Honestly, constantly when I was getting in this message, I just kept hearing the, the words, it's grow up, church. We need to grow up. Man, we're excited. We're putting together a school ministry coming up this September. Check it out. Go to Well, our website's down right this moment. But in a couple days, check it out. at Win, Go to winward.ca and check out Winsome. Because why? Not because we just want to... You make up time and do an event because we actually believe in empowering people to be powerful in him. You know, we're going to be pushing. If you come, we're going to be pushing and pushing to make sure you know your identity. Because until you know who you are, you're not going to get anywhere. Because that's, we're the children of the king. You know what's so cool is when you know your identity? We get to ask Holy Spirit. You're the spirit of truth. Come and fill me. I don't have to beg him. He wants to come because I know who I am. I'm a son. I'm a son. You're a son or a daughter of the king. He paid everything. Jesus bled on that cross so that we could have a way. He didn't stay on the cross. He came out of the tomb. Church, he didn't just do that for no reason. He didn't spend that time. You, oh, man. I don't know if any of you guys have been watching The Chosen. Have you heard it? Those watching, there's a there's a there's a um, an app you can download. It's free. It's the, they're making a TV show of like Jesus' life and other things involved. Now I'm not saying it's all perfectly correct. That's the cool part because even the beginning of it right away tells you go into the Word because they're making TV drama, so it actually has some extra stuff, right? But what I love about it is that it actually makes you think outside the box. So often we read the Bible because because if we grown up in the church, I already know the answer. So it's so exciting watching Simon while he's worked all night and he can't has no fish. And we're like, oh, no, that's okay. Jesus is coming. But it reminds you, he didn't know Jesus was coming. He didn't know the Messiah was standing there ready to say, hey, cast him on the other side. 
We read it as if we know it already. We have to remember these people walked in faith. It's getting, saying, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? What's happening? Every day. We have to realize it's a walk of faith. We sing these songs. I love that song, The Waymaker. How can you not? He is the great waymaker. He is the great waymaker. But we forget so often. We're sitting at home going, how do we pay our rent? How do we pay this? And we get so discouraged. But Simon was discouraged. Others were discouraged. The blind guy is discouraged. The woman with issue of blood, she's discouraged. But she chose to go find Jesus. To have heaven's reality come in. It's interesting. We sing that song. But churches believe it. That he is the way maker. He, when you add Jesus to any equations, things change. But it's not just words. It's thought. It's understanding. It's in the mind. Can't go there. That's a whole other message. Go check it out. Bread's spoken on it many times. The battle's in here. It's in here. Check it out. Go back to our YouTube channel. It's all there. Watch it because if you need breakthrough, the battle's in the mind. Because so often we forget we just got to add Jesus. I love the story when, when the, the disciples come to Jesus and say, hey, how are we going to feed these guys? 5,000 people. 5,000 people. Guess what? They're like us. We're going, oh, I don't see. This stuff doesn't make sense in front of me. Again, they haven't read the story yet. You got to remember where they were at. It's like, it's like us. We haven't lived COVID-19 before. We haven't lived today. But what they do? They came to Jesus. And you know what's so cool? Because he is the great way maker. He made a way. But what did he do? We attached heaven's reality. They prayed over it. And then he actually, read it. I'm not going to go into it. Read it because they go out and he hands out the bread. Who hands it out? The disciples. It said it actually spread at the hands of the disciples. At your hands. At your hands. But it's your choice how much of the Holy Spirit you want today. But guess what? It's going to cost something. It's going to cost something. But don't you want that testimony? When you live for eternity? Man, we, don't, we have to get an understanding that this is such a small time. It's such a small time. But when you understand reality, that, that heaven is real, and you're going to spend eternity there, man, I want to have something to share. I want to say I was a part of that when we're church that blew up the valley, that touched the world. Remember? Remember how many people we sent out? We couldn't, we couldn't contain it. Oh, Kevin, you don't want numbers. Why are you talking about numbers? Because when you believe in something, it grows. Oh, my goodness. This is the first time I preached up here. I wish you down there. <laughs> Sharon, it didn't work. I told her maybe I'll just walk right out. Oh. Oh, come on, Jesus. Jesus. He's a great way maker. First Kings 3, 16 to 28. If you want to go there, read it, study it. For sake of time, I'm not going to break it all down. The Lord's been speaking to me about what, I, what he speaks to me in the way of the Solomon sword. We've been asking for wisdom. We've been asking for the spirit of truth because we need to know what's going on today. Who should have the answers? Us, right? Right? 
Do you have the answers when there's family members, those who aren't saved? I don't care if they are saved, but when they, people come to you, do they leave with peace? Do they leave with excitement? Oh, I have so much fun. I hope he's watching right now. I met a guy that uh, a friend's dad in the gym yesterday. I'm from the Mennonite world. He's an old Mennonite German, and he, that's what he calls himself. And you know what's so cool? He starts talking to me, and he's really quiet in the gym. He's like, wow, Kevin, I know you. You like the, the well, you're, you're for what God's doing and stuff. So do you think it's going to, what's going to happen? And I start telling him, and I start getting excited right in the gym. And he's like, whoa, 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 be careful, Kevin. Because like, I believe that too, but these, some people here don't like that. Like, they, you're talking, because I, I was saying, hey, God's bigger than COVID. He's bigger than a virus, so I'm not too worried. I'm, we're standing close. Anyways, so then, guess what happens? He gets so excited. Man, I start telling them what prophets are speaking. I'm telling them because the church is arising. The church is arising. Now, I'm not saying it ain't going to get darker. Because when there's light, what's the absence of light? It's darkness. And if the church is growing in light and getting brighter, what's going to happen? It's obviously, you're going to obviously see that black is blacker. And again, oh, you should, oh, I don't speak this because we're in North America. Guess what? Quite often in revival and in the past, the church gets persecuted. Don't worry about it because we need the spirit of truth and the spirit of God in you. You can go do anything. You can do anything. And when you have an understanding of eternity, death doesn't matter anymore. It has no hold. It has no hold. Come on. If we are so excited, oh, I'm going to get in trouble with this. But when we, get, when we get so filled with the spirit at church, rolling all over the ground, having our goosebumps, and we're worried about somebody killing us? What happens? We Church, we have to get to the point where when we're in the height of worship and we're feeling the presence of God and we're so filled, we have to get to the point when we go home, we're still there. Isn't it interesting when you're ahead of worship, you're like, I'll, I'll give up everything. I don't need anything. Let me do what God wants to do. Oh, I can so good, guys. Hey, 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 guys, come over here. God's speaking to me. We can take over the world for Jesus. And then like three hours in the afternoon, you're like, oh, yeah. Shoot, I have a bill to pay. Come on. Let's grow up. The Lord's been telling me. He's like, Kevin, the Holy Spirit I sent is amazing. And it's great. We can have our Holy Spirit spa. But what is it unto? What is it unto? Come on. Acts chapter 2. We pour out His Spirit on all flesh. Young men are prophesy. Young old men will dream dreams. What happened after Acts 2? What kept on going? The world was turned upside down. Come on, charismatic Pentecostal churches. Let's get back to the truth. Let's get filled and actually change society. Let's change those around us. God loves to touch you. He loves to fill you. He loves to break off the chains. He loves that, but he's bringing you to something. Or else you'd get saved and just go to heaven. It's because he actually wants to live life through you. He wants to make every day an adventure for you. He wants you to get excited. I'm going to back to Solomon's sword. The, the story is, you guys all know Solomon, David's son, right? So Solomon, God comes to Solomon, gives him an opportunity to have whatever he wants. And out of amazing character he had, he actually said, Lord, I want wisdom from you. And God gave him everything because God loves it. Because he was asking, actually, if you study, he was asking to know and think like heaven. He wanted to know and think like God, understand how God thinks. So he comes to this place, and he's, and, he's, and he's judging people. And these women come up, and the one woman, there's two women, and the woman comes and says, I woke up this morning, and my baby was dead beside me, but it wasn't mine. 
it was hers, and she has my living baby. And what does Solomon do? He says, get a sword. Get a sword. Oh, my word. He's going to cut it. He's like, I'm going to cut the baby in half. Oh, that's disgusting. But Solomon had a greater understanding. He knew what was going to happen. What happens when you know God's wisdom? You see truth. And guess what happens? Truth comes out. The real mother goes, no. Come on, anyone that's a mother and father here would rather, I'd rather have my kid raised by somebody else than die. And he's the same way, guys. And that's what we need to know in this hour. We need that Solomon story. We need that wisdom to divide the truth from the lies. And they all get caught up in it and say, God, what are you doing? Oh, I hear it so, from so many people. The church is awakening you guys. Come on, we believe that when, we're, when we get to meet together, it's going to be growth. Why? Because his people are coming together. Because we're getting forced to actually look to you, Jesus. We're looking to him. Or else you get discouraged and depressed, and that's no fun. Let's go after him. Spirit of truth. I love, I love this. You know when, uh, when he's about to go, to, he's at the, he's before Pilate, and Pilate asks him, "Are you a king?" And Pilate responds, "Oh, so then you are a king. You are right." Jesus said, "I was born a king, and I've come into this world to prove what truth really is. And everyone who loves the truth will receive my words. We have to love the truth, and the truth is, for God so loved the whole entire world that He sent His only begotten Son for what? To give us eternal life." Eternal life. It was to something. We're so caught up, especially in North America. We have to. we got to build our kingdoms. No, we got to build his kingdom. And you know what happens quite often? You get blessed anyways. He's the best employer. No, for real. And guess what? Some don't. But your job, guys, I'm going to get to this, but I mean, I'll just jump into it. Compromise kills. I'm oh, sorry. Comparison kills. It kills the move of God. It kills the Spirit. We can't be comparing what one person's called to and one person else's called to. It's interesting. For the sake of time, I'm jumping in through um, some uh, verses here. But in John, you'll watch, and actually at the end of John, when Peter gets restored and he gets told what's going to happen, what does Peter say? Hey, what about that buddy John over there, the one that, you, that, go, that lays upon your breath? What happens to him? And what did Jesus say? What is it unto you? Stop looking at your brother and sister and judging their revival. Go after your revival with Jesus. Get before him and deal with the stuff in you. And it's interesting. I'm going to go through, I'm going to quickly go through this here. When we get the spirit of truth on us, when we get filled with the spirit, when we spend time with the Lord, when we get into it with Jesus, there's something that I've noticed happens. You get hungry for him. And when you get hungry for him, he goes, go out. What does that look like? It's the go of the gospel. Doesn't mean you have to travel somewhere. No, no, no. It is actually going, I actually am hungry to see people experience what I have. That's why this place should be filled. Not because we need numbers. It's because you have something that is so irresistible. But are you living a life looking irresistible? Right? Do they see joy upon you, the Holy Spirit? Do they see passion in you? Do they see miracles coming forth? 
That's what the Spirit does on your life. What are we going to do with it? But first, I'm going to go through a couple of goes of the gospel. Go and sin no more. John 8, 10, 12. When Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has anyone condemned you? I'm starting here. But this is about the woman that caught, was caught in adultery, was brought. The accusers come. And they all leave because Jesus did some awesome thing and he writes some stuff down and all the accusers leave. I won't get into that because that's not my message. She said, no one. No one's here to condemn me. No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, neither do I condemn you. And sin no more. And sin no more. It is time to, we can't have revival for just living in sin. We need that. But it's between you and God. And again, don't go and judge other people. Deal with your sin. You know, it's that easy. Receive it, repent, and go. 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I love the passion. But if we freely admit our sins when his light uncovers them, he will be faithful to forgive us every time. God is just to forgive us our sins because of Christ, and he will continue to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Follow me. That's what I, follow me. Follow me. Like I said, I've been watching this chosen stuff. I love watching, and it's just reminding it. Because what did Jesus keep on coming and getting people? Follow me. Because that's what it's about, following him every day. But you need the Holy Spirit. He, he sent the Holy Spirit so that we could know truth, so we know him. Second, go. The cost of discipleship. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. It costs something, guys. It costs something. Talk to anybody. If you want relationship... Come on, take it with God out of the picture. If you want anything good, any relationship with anybody, does it not cost time and energy? Church, we got to realize and count the cost. But the cost doesn't matter when you see eternity, when you have truth, when you get excited about the harvest and you want to share because everything in you says, hey, I have found the greatest thing and I have to tell you about it. We need to remove anything that's considered compromise. We've got to be ready to leave, leave, remove comforts. Think Brandon and Sharon like living in their trailer? No, they want out. They may live in it now, but did they like it when they were in Mexico? Did they like sitting on a boat? No, they, wanted, they did what God told them to do. You choose. And I, all you have different stories. It's not just a few. I know all of you have different stories, different testimonies of where you've had to count the cost. But let's count it again and again. And it doesn't become a cost anymore. It becomes exciting. What are you going to do now, God? Because I just jump off the cliff and either you caught me and you actually say what your word says and we actually believe it. I like it. Bill Johnson brought it up the other day. He confronted. He said, hey, if the word says that Jesus said it's better that I leave and the Holy Spirit comes, but then we ask, always need Jesus to come fix it, what happened to what the word says? Do you get what I'm saying? If we're supposed to be moving in power with the Holy Spirit, He's actually given us everything we need. 
because Jesus actually comes because it's in you. But you choose. But we have to believe what the Word says. But we actually have to know the Word. Come on, we need to know the Word. Once we know, once we're in love, once we're filled with passion, we see the harvest. We see the great commission. Matthew 28, 18, 20. Then Jesus came close and said to them, all the authority of the universe has been given to me. Now go in my authority and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to faithfully what? Follow all that I commanded you. And never forget what I have with you with you every day, even to complete completion of this age. You know what happens? When we get excited for him, it doesn't matter what media says. It doesn't matter what's happening over here. And it doesn't matter, is this the end or not? You get So the church, if you actually study church history, it's because the church got so consumed with the, the return of Christ uh, that they stopped going and evangelizing. He's coming back, so let's go do the work. What you... We can talk all day. Is he coming back tomorrow or the next day or next day? It doesn't change when he's coming back. Church, we got to. We can't just let Brent go off to the nations and get people saved. We got to get them saved here in Aldergo. We got to send them in Abbotsford. We got to get them in Langley. We got to do it here. We have to, guys. It's the church's job. Did you know it's the bride of Christ's job to go after the harvest? It's not God's job. That's what it says. It's our job. But we need that conviction every day that you have a choice. Did you know the enemy's constantly lying to you and telling you that people are going to think you're weird? No. When you start talking about Jesus, people actually receive it. You should be surprised how hungry people are. They don't know. Just because we live in the Lord mainland, you think that everyone knows about Jesus. They don't. I've talked to them. And I'll tell you, the nations have come here. And I'll tell you, there's specific nations in our region that are so open, especially if you move in any prophetic or anything, because they believe there's supernatural. But they have, they have, there's so much no hope in there because only Jesus can bring that hope. Yes. I love it. The Wall Street Bible, Evan Roberts said this. The church has been sleeping, but she is awake and putting on her armor now and marching triumphantly. But do not make a mistake. God cannot do a great work through you without doing a great work first in you. It comes down to you guys. God will bring revival. You know what? God is sovereign. He can do stuff. He'll find another group. But you guys, I'm pressing in because I believe this group wants, I want to be, I want us to be a catalyst for revival in this land. Why not? I was, I was talking to, my, to Donna the other day and I, I was repenting. You know what I was repenting of? The fact that in the last even a couple of years, that people would come and we'd have a good meeting and people would be like, oh, Kevin, it feels like this revival. I'm like, uh, it actually, I've been in better meetings. That's garbage. I repent of that. We have to bring expectation. I should be like, yes, that's good. Go after it. Believe it. Go for revival. You get what I'm saying? We have to believe again. I remember there was days when we were part of ministry, every time you believe, oh, could today be the day? Could revival break out here? Could something happen today? But we have to. It's okay to get excited. Oh, Kevin, you're hyping us up. Good! Get hyped on Jesus! Why not? There's nothing better to get excited about. He wants us to be passionate. He wants us to be excited. 
we live for eternity, everything changes. Everything changes. We need it, guys. We need to have revival in our bones. We have to have, we, we have, to have Jesus and the Holy Spirit moving in us. There's too much going on. There's too many people that need our help. I know three people that are connected to people I know that have committed suicide in the last couple days because they're depressed about COVID. You guys, why can't we make a difference? It's up to us. We're doing it, guys. I just want to read this. This is, uh, well, I'm not going to read it because it didn't come up. Um, I was just going to, if you ever look it up, a Jonah R. quote, at, just before she was dying, she said, I'd rather die young. I'd rather do whatever it takes to have actually lived for Jesus for the life I have. Come on, you guys. Let's get back to that passion. Let's burn again. Let's put those sails up like Justin and Brent were talking about. Put that sail up again this morning. You have a choice. You can leave it down. Something was said in the prayer room. It's interesting. We can put our sail up or we can't. Something was said, oh, it's for everybody. Yes, it's for everybody, but it's your choice. It's your choice to put the sail up. Come on. Come on, right? God is so good. So, Lord, I just thank you right now that you're marking us with eternity. You're marking us with your spirit right now. I pray, Lord God, that you would push and drive us into a, into a place where we are hungry. Lord, I ask for that spirit of hunger that is so often found in other nations and other places. I ask that you bring it over into our lives. I ask for that spirit of hunger. I ask, Lord God, I want, we want to get crazy again. Come on. And I'm telling you, there's keys. If you, if you just want to get excited, go turn on Todd White. He'll push you. Go to YouTube, talk about, there's so much stuff. What are you feeding yourself? You can either sit in front of CNN and get depressed or go turn on something that's going to get you excited for what Jesus is doing. Come on, we're eating off so much garbage. Oh, man. Just go look it up. There, there's so much on YouTube. I love it. I just go clicked all week. I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to um, Smith Wigglesworth testimony. Let's go listen to this and this. And it just stirs you up. Like, come on, people. Why not? Oh, Kevin, you're just getting excited. What's going to happen next week? I'm going to hopefully go for more. And if I'm not, I have a body around me. I have friends, family that are going to say, come on, Kevin, run the race. Run the race. And if you see somebody's boat getting behind, go splash some water on them and wake them up. And say, come on, let's go. You can do it. I can't put your sail up, but if you choose to, you can choose to. So, Lord, burn us with the heart of eternity. Burn us with the understanding of the Great Commission, the go of the gospel, that we'd go forth, that we'd go forth. Jesus, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Before I'm going to do some prayer requests, I just want to, I can't share this without saying, God, Lord, right now I just pray over there, over everywhere and in this room. If somebody does not yet know Jesus, if you do not yet know Jesus, you're your Savior. I, and even I just feel this. I just feel the Lord saying, and you may know about him, but you have never really experienced Jesus. I want you to pray with me right now. I want you to engage with the Lord and say, Jesus, reveal yourself. Jesus, if you're real, hey, he's not scared of that prayer. Jesus, if you're real, reveal yourself to me. Reveal yourself to me. I want to know how real you are. I want to experience you. Lord, I give you permission, Jesus, to come into my life so I can experience you. I want to give you a chance. Come on, if you give him a chance today, you're never going to go look back. You're never going to look back. 
But I also want to call out those that have been in the church, that have just been living a life, or those who have left the church. I don't know if you heard the testimony today. Will shared with me, and we did it on Facebook, but Willis met a man, and I won't get into it much because it's confidential, but we met a man, and in the conversation, it came out that he was mad at the church. He was mad at, what, at God. And through wisdom and through the Holy Spirit, Willis was able to say, hey, that's actually not God. That was man that hurt you. That was man that hurt you. Hey, this guy was trained as a youth pastor. His wife was trained to be youth pastors. But he had been totally living and not in his call because he had been hurt. You know what? It's not an excuse. When you get to eternity, you can't blame the body of Christ for your salvation. And you know what happened through that? Wisdom through the Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth that was on Willis that infected that man, it broke. He started crying. He saw truth again. I don't know where his testimonies brought him now, but he has to because truth brought brought to his heart that day, and things have to change. So if you're watching and you're one of those people, please turn back to God. Turn back. It wasn't God in the first place. Forgive the church. People, we're people. I'm sure you've hurt people too. Come back to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! God, you're so good. Let your fire come. We've got some prayer requests, but we're going to do that right now. Woo! Call Winder. Lord, we just pray right now that, she's, that any shingles over her eyes and any nerve pain in her face and her eyes right now would be broken. Lord God, we thank you that your spirit is alive and active today. Lord, I thank you that cold winter doesn't have to be here if she doesn't have to be, have hands laid on her. But Lord God, when we pray, things happen. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, move. Holy Spirit, while we're praying, could I have uh, Sid come up here? Sid and your t- people that came to pray for you. I just want you to come over here. We're going to pray for Sid too. Oh Lord Jesus. Yes, yeah, so we pray for Mark Henter right now. We pray for the wisdom of God. You guys can come up too. And, and John, can you come up? We pray right now over his business. And we thank you that it's growing fast. But Lord, I pray, Lord Jesus, that the spirit of truth would come over Mark Henter. Lord God, that it would tell him and teach him things that he never even knew. That he would know what to buy and what not to buy. And he'd have favor, God, in Jesus' name. Come on. Praise report. Three weeks ago, Rianne's kids came in the house and said their neighbor friend wanted to accept Jesus, and they led her to the Lord and baptized her with a bucket of water. Come on! Jesus! Jesus! Come on, there's testimonies happening. Come on, anyone else need prayer? We'll give it to them right now, too, if you guys need it. So right now, I'm just going to end the service. If you have any other testimonies, please jump on there, put them in. We check them during the week. But I'm going to just pray over you, and then we're going to pray for Sid here. But we're going to let you guys go home. Those that are home, we're going to let you just go. So I just pray right now for the grace of God to come over you. The fire of God would come over you. The winds of the Lord would come over you. And Lord, let them be excited that this would not be no condemnation. But instead, there would be seeds planted in them of excitement and expectation for what you want to come and do in their lives. Come on, why not today? Why not now? Why not? Those who've been waiting for a breakthrough, why not now? Say, Jesus, I need it. Holy Spirit, come. Wreck me again. In Jesus' name. Thank you, guys. Be blessed.